This is a Federal News Network podcast. Welcome to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP, the federal leader in retirement planning seminars sponsored by WEPA. Join NITP for an hour of plain talk on planning your future. You've got questions, they've got answers. Welcome to today's For Your Benefit radio show. It's May 22nd, 2023. I'm Bob Lines, and joining me is Herb Casey. He's a transition and federal benefits specialist. Good morning, Herb. Good morning, Bob. How are you this morning? Well, I'm real good. I'm listening to the Velvet Tones and Andrew running the boards, and we're going to talk about how family impacts transitioning to retirement. Is there really an impact? Oh, boy, is there an impact, considering that, you know, you, you've, you've worked your entire career. Then once you retire, you know, the people that are going to be the closest to you and the ones that you'll see and interact with the most will be family. So, you know, they, there's positives and negatives to that interaction. But, yes, they there is a, an impact when you retire and you have your family with you. Do you find people, um, you know, some people look forward to it. There's friends, there's family, there's this, there's that, there's golf, there's you know, whatever else there might be. And there are other ones that go, well, I guess I'm supposed to. I'm 95, but I don't know what to do. Yeah, well, but, but what happens sometimes I find is people don't really discuss with their family what their plans are going to be and and this has come down into in two ways you know again you mentioned your spouse asking you these questions uh and it's important because especially if you have a spouse who's already retired and you're going to be joining that spouse at home the reality is is that you must work with them to talk about what these plans are going to be uh and even to the point where it may have to be some compromise. I know a couple of weeks ago I was at a conference and, you know, there was one individual who mentioned that their spouse retired. And when he got, when he was at the house, he wanted to reorganize everything, even though she had been at the house uh, managing everything for the last three to four years. But all of a sudden in retirement, he felt it was important to come home and organize like he had done at work. And so this is where you really have to uh, discuss plans with the spouse if you are going to join that spouse uh, in retirement. You're absolutely right. Um, the two people live together, you know, one might be shorter, one might be taller, for, but also likes and dislikes and responsibilities. And, you, can, you know, and one other thing, too, is that you have your children in, in some families you will still have children at the home are you you may have adult children and it's still going to be important to begin this discussion of your retirement plans you know it's some individuals don't like to do it in some ways it's it's a role reversal because now you're going to tell your kids are explain to them these are the things that you'd like or this is how you want them involved uh, but many, you know, you think about it through your entire life, you've been the parent and you told the kids what things you were going to do. But once you retire, there may be a role reversal because 
one of the things that's happening is there may be a decline in independence in your independence and at that point you're going to depend on your kids to help you some and that can be a tough thing for some individuals to do so what do you find that is, is uh, the number one, two, and three hurdles to that individual? Um, the lack of a job to go to, um, feeling maybe they were more in control of things on the job than what they are at home. Um, so how do you jump over some of those roadblocks? I mean, I think what you have to do, you know, and that's what research is saying, is that you do have to have a plan uh, where you're going to you know, determine, you know, what are the things that you need to do? And also, if you have, you know, a family there is to analyze, you know, how these different members of the family can assist you, uh, you know, including, you know, if they're parents in this family, because there are going to be some cases where you're caring for parents, as well as having your children, um, may even be siblings in this uh, picture. And this way you can help them uh, determine by coming up with a plan to manage different things that you may need as you age. So that's going to be important to create this plan uh, to help because, you know, many times, again, like I said, uh, as an individual retires and they age, one of the topics that you're having to deal with is basically it's going to be the emotional topic of death. And so many people run away from that topic uh, to discuss it with their kids. Uh, and so it's going to be important to be able to do that. Uh, and so that would be one of the things you would say, come up with a plan. And I, I was neglectful. My herb is a career federal individual and now retired and um, um, gives lectures discussions on retirement and then the impacts of family and the like and you have that velvet voice that um, would calm any group of um, uh, siblings and parents and one of the things bob too that we find you know and as uh you know as i've done more research here is the fact that also you are having more blended families or individuals who may get married, you know, they've divorced and get married later in life. So that also requires some additional planning uh, because that's a blended family and there may be different requirements for finances, the fact that you're sharing the finances between two separate families. So that also uh, will require a plan and, and a plan that's fair because of just the fact that you may have the kids from one family, the kids of another family. And how do you determine what's fair when you're trying to determine, uh, you know, how things will be uh, handled or how you will leave different uh, uh, assets to individuals? So, you know, why don't people discuss retirement plans with family members? <clears throat> and again, you've heard a gazillion times more so than I, um, but sometimes I'll hear the parents say something and the and kids to say something. And again, I, you know, you have to know these people pretty well to um, discuss that. So what do you feel the number one issue is maybe the parents don't um, 
participate with um, family discussions. You know, where are we going to go on vacation? The kids say, well, what makes you think you're going on vacation with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's the fear of conflict, too, because of just the fact that you may have different ideas. Uh, and so that's going to be one. And when you've got when you have kids or children, I should say, they may have different ideas. So as an adult and you are their parent, the reality is, is that it may be difficult to get agreement with all of this. And so we, and, and so the bottom line here is that it avoids conflict initially. When you choose not to discuss these things, uh, you're trying to avoid conflict. But the reality is you are actually going to create conflict because we all know as we age in retirement, the reality is we're going to need that interdependence on our family uh, to make it a successful retirement. So how far out do, do people start planning retirement? Five years? Ten? Three? It, it just depends, Bob. You know, there's some individuals who are type A personalities and they're probably from the day they started their career that's the day they start planning uh, the, you know the one thing is in the federal sector is that you know the federal government does a lot of this financial benefits planning for you by things such as your TSP you have social security you will have an annuity uh, and you have health benefits but when we start talking about you know some of these uh, emotional, some of these things, what am I going to do after I retire? You know, I, I'm finding that some individuals will wait until, you know, right before they retire to think about it. Others may think about it three to four years in advance. And, and one of the things I'm seeing, you know, more and more agencies, federal agencies do is to have this discussion in their retirement courses early on. So that way individuals do understand there's this need to start this planning process sooner. Wow. Do you, do you find that uh, a greater percentage of the group was unaware of that, but not long after retirement, they became aware of it and they maybe even helped participate in the family? Um, or like you, um, participate in, um, um, no one could match you, of course, um, retirement planning seminars. Uh, it, again, you know, I'm, I'm finding that individuals, it's a mixed bag out there. Uh, individuals may choose to start thinking about this early, but what happens is after an individual retires, that's when it hits them. Uh, and especially if they are dealing with you know, the stresses of family, meaning maybe parents as well as children. I guess you could call it that sandwich generation. Those individuals really end up feeling the impact of family once they retire. Well, yeah. And uh, are there any courses for them to take? <laughs> or do they care to take the courses? It just it just depends, because when you think about parenthood, you've gone through maybe 20, 30 years of being a parent 
and you don't retire from being a parent. So you just continue doing the same things possibly you were doing in advance. Uh, so that's going to be one of the things that, you know, as a parent, you will still want to continue to parent your kid, even though you have retired. Wow. Andrew says we um, are very close to break, if not right on top of it. So why don't we take a break and listen to what the uh, sponsors of the show can do for the listeners. Times have changed, but WEPA's mission remains the same, to promote the health, welfare, and financial well-being of civilian federal employees. WEPA offers group term life insurance to civilian federal employees with up to $1.5 million in coverage regardless of salary. As a WEPA member, you can access exclusive rates and benefits not available to the general public. How does this compare to Fegley? Unlike Fegley, WEPA's coverage amounts are not capped by your salary. WEPA will cover your family as well. For your children, WEPA offers double the benefits that Fegley offers. And for your spouse, WEPA offers 20 times more coverage than Fegley. 20 times more coverage! WEPA's coverage is also portable if you decide to leave the federal government or retire. You can even supplement or replace your existing policy. See how much you could save by visiting waepa.org today. Welcome back to For Your Benefit. We're here today with Herb Casey. Herb is a transition and federal benefits specialist, fellow seminar presenter, and super radio guest. So... Her, where were we? Oh, we were just talking about how family impacts your retirement. Uh, and, you know, we were looking at some of the issues that uh, impact uh, us once we retire. And, you know, I thought about one that, you know, I think is, is important and probably a lot of individuals deal with that. And that's being a caregiver. I talked about being that sandwich generation where you have a parent that you may be needing to help out, but you also have children and in some cases, grandchildren. So, you know, that caregiver role is going to be something that can impact individuals once they retire. Now, how do, I mean, I would imagine different people handle it differently and they want to retire and kind of kick off the shoes and do nothing. Uh, I think that's far in the minority, I hope it is. And then um, the other ones that are maybe uh, busy with, like maybe mentioned a second career or maybe something totally different than what they did before or devoted to, you know, you know golf or whatever. Um, so I would imagine with the, you know, the groups that you talk with, they're probably not all jointly in the same focus. Um, do they ever uh, do they ever mention things that would be sensitive that you go really ask me that question that's kind of off the charts but do they open up yeah they do i mean uh, again a couple of weeks ago I, I just happened to sit with an individual before the my presentation and it was really insightful uh because the individual was uh you know, really quite emotional as they talked about some of the things that had happened to them after they had retired. And this has happened a couple of times, especially this whole aspect of 
of caregiving where, you know, individuals feel it's important to help family members. Uh, and that's a value that people, I know sometimes when I'm doing transition course, I'll ask people to say, well, what's a value that's important to you? And family is always at the top of that list. Uh, but the one thing that happens is, you know, many times individuals in your family may need help. Uh, and so with that, uh, it can range a variety of things. You can make, you may have to do grocery shopping, uh, pay for co-payments, transporting, or just con uh, caring for them. And so with that, you know, the person, you know, mentioned that they had planned a retirement that was going to be filled with activities, but instead they had to make sacrifices to be a, a caregiver. So that's, that's a real issue when we start talking about how family can impact. Even though it's rewarding, it's also challenging. Okay, I'm going to climb up on the uh, psychologist's couch here, and I'm going to be the one on the couch. And, and you know, I like people. Uh, going to classes with unknowns and having to talk, believe it or not, sometimes I can't do it. Even though I can get in front of a mic with however many people you and I may or may not talk to. And um, I, sometimes when I'm doing those, I say, you know, it's not, it's not going to be too far away. That They're not going to be there anymore, nor am I. And then I'm going to have to go out and, you know, make friends and do whatever. You know, it isn't that I don't have friends, but, you know, you can always add a few. And uh, so what, what's your um, uh, recipe for somebody that's kind of midway shy but doesn't want to be? <laughs> I mean, the bottom line here is you, you're going to have to think about, and I know that can happen with a lot of uh, families where you have a spouse and, you know, one has retired, the other one's still saying, I don't know, I don't have any hobbies, I don't have anything that I enjoy doing. It's going to require an individual to begin to think about that. <clears throat> you know, there, there are two types of individuals, and I've seen some of those that will continue to work, and they will enjoy their, their work. I, I mean, and they will say, if I retire, I'm going to be miserable. I will not feel that I am making a difference in this world. And so that's going to be one group of individuals. And sometimes you tell those individuals, if you feel that this is what you want to do and it makes you happy, do it. Because of just the fact that you want to make sure that your life has meaning to you. Now, in, in the other case where individuals may feel that there's something else out there, this is the time where they can begin this process of looking at what their strengths are, looking at what are the things they may enjoy doing. And one question we often ask individuals when we're working with them as retirement coaches is, you know, what was something you enjoyed when you were younger in life? What are the things that bring you happiness? In order to help you tap into maybe some of these, these things that you enjoy, uh, but you just put them on the back burner. Hmm. Interesting. So what, um, what about one of your greatest, in other words, I shouldn't use the word enlightening, um, somebody, you know, that had sense but was just painfully shy. Um, and, they, you know, they, they're okay with family, but, you know, in retirement, it's not going to be family, family, family every day. You know, you might want to go to 
play golf or go to the movies with a friend or buddy or, you know, just to do something. Sometimes it's hard to get somebody off the couch, so to speak. And again, it's going to depend on what are the interests that individual has. You know, one of the one of the paths that you definitely don't want to take is that path of becoming a, a couch potato and sitting there. Because as we know, you know, that type of life will not create a successful um, retirement. And chances are you will end up having to be cared for because of just the fact that you will no longer have i'd say the strength or there may get to the point where you're depressed so this is where we often say individuals will need to take a look at things and and look at those things they enjoy it could be uh you know there are a lot of groups out there that you could look at affinity types of groups that if there are things you enjoy meet up with those individuals. And if you say that you're shy, they're even online uh, affinity groups. So this way it allows you to gradually get out, but at the same time, you can keep that privacy. So that may be a way to start out with someone who may feel as if they're shy about getting to know people. Uh, that may be a, a good way of doing it. And then gradually uh, find groups or interests and individuals who have those same interests. Anyway, interesting you say that. Um, I have a dear friend who um, lost their spouse, and the spouse was, you know, fairly outgoing, and the, the survivor was somewhat the same, but not, you know, maybe not at the same energy level. And um, now the, they have groups. And it's not like shrink groups. Uh, they, they have groups that uh, will get together and they'll plan activities and they'll talk about what they did and whatnot um, and thoroughly enjoys that. And I, I didn't even know there were groups like that. But. Yeah, they're, they're all over Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, some individuals, uh, once they retire, they do decide to do outreach via some of the social media you know i know in some uh individuals they've been quite hesitant to have online presence because of just security concerns but once they retire you know they don't have those same concerns so this may be where you now can use a facebook not only for family and friends but to find affinity groups and linkedin the same way you can find affinity groups so there's a lot out there and it just requires you to really start thinking about what it is you enjoy doing and finding others out there that may enjoy the same thing so you find, do you find that there are more groups like this today than maybe what they were five or ten years ago there sure are. There are a whole lot more groups out there today than there used to be. And there's there's more and more, you know, when you start thinking about <clears throat> your interests, even if you were to do a Google search, you may find groups out there uh, that have the same interest you do. Well, yeah, that's, I guess there are groups that, you, know, you might have groups that like to cook and they go to each other's houses and cook. Mm -hmm. Um, I only say that because I have a friend that does that. And then another one might be um, they like to go to theater. And uh, again, we're Metro DC, so it's not that hard to get to New York. 
um, to see a show and have something to eat and come back. I mean, that's, that's a day. But if your days aren't necessarily full, it's a good day. And that's where family comes into play, because this may be where, especially if you're in a, a family situation where you have a parent that you're caring for or something else, then you still want to make time for these interests that you have. You know, so that's going to be, you know, when you start looking at family, it can impact because you may have to sacrifice some. But what you don't want to do is to not do these things that are important to you. And, you know, one thing, uh, you know, I just talked about caregiving that you may have a parent. You know, one of the things they're seeing an increase in with families is caregiving to grandchildren. And, and that's been one that, you know, as I talked to some individuals, they said, you know, for a variety of reasons, they may have had to step in to help with grandkids. Uh, and so that's going to be you know, something that you may have to think about. I know some grandparents want to help out with paying for college or summer camps. So these are going to be some of the things where it's something you want to do, but at the same time, it can impact your your retirement finances. And so that's something you have to be aware of. Boy, you just brought up something that rattled through my head. What about the parent or parents that want to be able to provide their children with an education, maybe not at the highest price, certainly not at the lowest price, but they can't afford it. I mean, they they, they can't afford it. They just wouldn't eat regularly uh, or they might not take vacations and whatnot. But there shouldn't be any animosity there. So how do you how do you coach that parental group to say, listen, you don't have to you know, provide multitudes of dollars and things like that be supportive but don't be in their way you know the, the one of the biggest things is going to be especially when once you're retired is to make sure you take care of your financial needs first uh sure you want to help family you may want to help you know your kids or your grandkids but you also have to realize that you're now retired and you have a limited income and so you may have to look for ways to even you know cut some of your expenses in order to make sure that you don't end up in a situation you may have to retire on people like yourself bob you know the folks who can do financial planning to help you make sure that even though you're not able to do certain things you may be able to do others and and one thing is if you are you know, in a situation where you are having to help out, you know, family members, there may be assistance available. So that's one of the things, too, that individuals can begin to do is to uh, take a look at there may be certain things for tax breaks, uh, you know, for, for parents. There may be, you know, uh, credit for caregivers. So there's all these things out there that, you know, if there's a need, and you realize you are, you know, you don't have the funds, there may be some assistance out there that may be able to help individuals. Very good. And and I like what you said there, too. They're, um, they want to help, but maybe they can't afford to do everything that they want to do. But maybe there is a group in town, if you will, that might provide some financial assistance where the family doesn't have to go say, gee, can you help me? But the parents could say, 
and I, and I don't know how that works if the money goes to the parents first and the kids second. I don't know that, but I would imagine the uh, the parents would want to do that. If that's correct, uh, and, and there's some organizations out there. Um, you know, especially when you start thinking about all these caregiving things that you may have to do. We talked about uh, parents and there's even a group called, you know, their Aging Life Care Association where they can help individuals, you know, say, for instance, if you're working with, you know, a, a, an elderly parent uh, who's facing health challenges, they can work with that family to help them. Uh, get professional assessment as well as guidance. Uh, so those are going to be some of the things that if you're a caregiver, uh, that may be some of the things that you may have to depend on versus thinking that you have to do everything yourself as a, as a family member. Yeah, that, that would, doing it all by yourself, that's, uh, that's harsh. <laughs> and, and then, you know, how, uh, you got immediate families, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, etc. But how about um, um, cousins and um, people outside of the, <coughs> the inner circle, if you will? It's a horrible term, I should yeah. say. But, I guess uh, ex extended family, I guess. Is uh, thank you. Very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, extended family, you know, depends on your family. You know, especially when you start looking at blended families, uh, you know, in with some groups are, you may find that they actually support more that extended family. And, and, you know, there's, you know, certain ethnic groups that they may spend more of their income on caregiving or helping out, uh, because they may be the one person in that family who has, uh, well, I guess there there was this study done um, called, uh, <clears throat> I guess, Elephant. Well, well, let me just see here what that title is. It's, it's Family and Retirement, the Elephant in the Room. And so many times you may have that one person in a family who they feel is the family bank. The person who's done better than others and is retired and has their act together. So that person may be the one that people come to, even if it's extended family or immediate family, to help them during, you know, if they have a financial need. I like that, but with the parents of the um, person, assuming the parents are, are still there, uh, do they feel like they, you know, they would like to be able to do something financially, but they're a little tight to be able to do that. Not tight because they don't want to spend the money. They don't have the money to spend. Um, I don't know. I would imagine that causes a little stress, but at the end of the day, if um, the benefit went to the right person and the other one can't do it, um, that's the way yeah, it goes. But, but the bottom line of it, it can present stress. You know, we talk about what what are some of the, you know, we talk about the financial uh, impact, but we also have to look at the emotional and, and psychological impact too, because it could be, you know, think about it. You plan for your retirement and you didn't include this extended family in that retirement. So you set aside, this is how much I need. But then the reality is, once you retired, 
all of a sudden there were other issues that came up that you needed to help out. So it can be stressful because you want to help, but at the same time, you realize it's going to impact negatively your financial uh, well-being as you go through retirement. So this is going to be some of the things that, you know, you know, when uh, with families, these things do happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, not, not many, but I've been more than a few where I was uh, in the room. I shouldn't have been in the room, and, but they were talking finances. They were talking responsibilities. And I said, what do you think? And, you know, myself, I said, I think I need to get out of this room. Uh, so I had to be diplomatic and whatnot. And the first time there was a, a break, I was gone. <laughs> well, but but if this happened to you and the reality is if it were your family, you, you can't really, you know, leave the room. You can leave the room, but you still have to come back since it's your family. Oh, family, <laughs> that's for sure. This would be like, you know, very, very, very good friends, kind of people you grew up with and things weren't right with the family, but it wasn't my family. So, you know, I did the best I could. Um but that's not my forte. <laughs> Let's take a break, Andrew. What do you think? Andrew says yes, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Who do you trust when making your most important decisions? National Institute of Transition Planning has been the trusted source for federal retirement planning, serving new, mid-career, and pre-retirement federal employees for more than 30 years. NITP's subject matter experts bring more than 800 years of collective expertise on federal benefits, financial, transition, and estate planning. Visit NITPinc.com. That's NITPinc.com to sign up for their free monthly newsletter and information about free webinars. Are you at the mid-career stage of your federal career, or do you plan to retire in the next five years and wonder if you are prepared for retirement? No matter what career stage you are, it's never too early to dot the I's and cross the T's. NITP now offers online open enrollment training to help you understand your federal benefits package and financial planning options with tips and tools to plan and fine-tune your retirement planning goals. Visit NITPINC.com to download the current brochure and calendar. Okay, welcome back to For Your Benefit. We're closing up the final leg of the show. We're with Herb. And Herb, how does somebody get in contact with you? What's your um, email? As, as far as my email, that's going to be kchb1, that's C-A-S-E-Y-H-B-1 at gmail.com. Uh, so that way, if someone wants to get a hold of me and just ask me a question, one of the things I do is I am a retirement coach. So with that, you find that individuals, as they're getting close to retirement, they are trying to figure out, are they ready? And what are the things they need to work on? So that's going to be an important thing. And, you know, one of the things, Bob, I, you know, I thought as we went through this, that we, you know, we sort of touched on and was this whole aspect of, you know, children, how they impact your retirement in regards to we've all seen, especially you mentioned COVID, and that made me think about it, where during COVID, a lot of children returned to the to their parents' home uh, because either they were struggling financially. And so this has been one of the things, too, parents get involved in helping out their children um, you know, even if it's not money, it may mean just letting them 
come back home for free. Wow. Wow. What, um, when you look back at all the things you've done, what do you find? I'm sure there were many of these. What was the toughest one that it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for you to crack that shell? I would say, and I don't know if it's really cracking the shell more so than it is trying to help a person work through some issues. And, and, and the biggest one I can think about was, you know, one time, a couple of times I've had people who have just really been overwhelmed by their, you know, once they retire, the family responsibilities, they, they don't have this carefree retirement that they had hoped for because of all of the family responsibilities that they hadn't planned on. So this is where, you know, you talk to individuals and, and help them understand what are the things they need to do, you know, things such as, you know, coming up with a plan, you know, talk, having that conversation with the family members in order to determine what's the level of support that you are able to give. You know, and also, you know, there may be this ability to adopt some relaxation uh, practice, you know, for instance, yoga, deep breathing, things to help you get through these and and also get active. You know, many times individuals feel like th that they're so overwhelmed that they just sit. So it's going to be important to get active, uh, take care of your health during this period of time where you may have these types of stresses and, you know, practice gratitude. You know, families are important. And so I know sometimes you can feel as if, you know, there's a stress, but also, you know, practice gratitude from the standpoint that you do have this family, that you are not in isolation, because that's, an, that's a bigger issue, is that if you're isolated. So those are the sorts of things when I'm dealing with individuals who are having, is, you know, dealing with family issues in retirement. Those are some of the things that are important for them to remember during that period. How do you uh, um, how do you awaken some people? Um, they they have the skills, but they don't apply. Maybe they don't want to, uh, or maybe they're too shy to, or just you know it doesn't have to be necessarily meetings. You know, once a week, once every two weeks, and and to deep dives. But it might be let's go out and have a burger. Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, talk about what's uh, wrong and right in the world. <laughs> yeah. but, but again, it's helping them to understand that they're going to have to be responsible too for their own health in retirement, even you know, dealing with all of these issues that they may have. So it may be going out and taking care of yourself, you know, finding time for lunch with someone, um, you know, are reconnecting with individuals. I know one of the things I find individuals after they retire, uh, they lose contact possibly with individuals they worked with that they were friends with. So it may require you to reconnect with individuals. That's where social media is important because it allows you that ability to reconnect with individuals that you may have worked with or that may have been part of your life at some time. Great. I got a bunch of questions came in on the email. We have a mm -hmm. really good uh, listener and um, gave a bunch of them. Let me give you, um, um, I won't call them the better ones. I'll go from the top. 
Alrighty, uh, should I continue to work since I'm a widower and all five children live out of state and they have, you know, they have their own, I won't call them issues, they have their own responsibilities. I don't have many friends and I have no interest in living in senior citizen community. My grand plan is to continue to work until I drop. Your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts on that, and I have seen individuals do that uh, because they feel that they have a network of friends and colleagues at work that they can hang out with. Uh, and they get home and especially if there's no family members, you know, one of our biggest issues and you, you know, you probably read about it is isolation. And so if going to this job is going to be what provides that, uh, that contact, that may be good. You know, the other side of it is, uh, you know, the person said they didn't have any interest, but it may be time to start thinking about what are some of the interests they could have and maybe seek out either, you know, a class or groups that may have these similar interests. So that way it's not just all about work. Okay. Got another question. Now, if you have things you want to discuss, I can shelve the questions if you want you tell me oh uh, i mean there was one that i wanted to talk about you know the whole aspect this is this is a, a reality with some individuals who are retired and i talked about children how they can impact where you want to help your children but one of the big things uh that you know the Na national center on elder abuse has talked about is that financial exploitation uh, by your children. Sometimes it's, it starts off with good intentions. You know, you may say to, you may give a power of attorney to a child to say, you know, help take care of me. But then eventually that son or daughter may feel resentment and may feel like they deserve to be paid as a caregiver versus them doing it out of duty. And so at that point, I know NIH has done studies on these sorts of things. So it's going to be important, too, for individuals to be aware that could be a possibility, even though you want to help your kids. Also, be on the lookout for the possibility uh, of any type of elder abuse. And the Elder Abuse Awareness Day is coming up in June. All okay, right. Bob. Got, got, got another question. <laughs> Can you discuss individuals who have older children living at home and also elderly parents with dementia? Now that's that's tough, um, tough battle. Okay, the responsibility of paying bills and taking care of elderly parents can be very stressful. There are pros and cons in retiring. The decision to retire can have long-term ramifications financially, but parents need, need me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> So, you know, that that is the toughest one, because once again, remember, you know, family is a value that we all share and it's critical and we will sacrifice for our family, even to the point where we will choose or we will not take care of our own retirement. There are issues sometimes individuals in this situation where you have that sandwich generation where you may stop. Um, investing for your retirement you may pull back on the amount that you're putting in because you need that in order to help take care of an elderly parent or take care of children so 
this is where it's important for you to, when, when you're finding yourself in this situation, maybe reach out. Uh, and that's where that, uh, that organization that I talked about a little bit earlier uh, may be one that's going to be important to you uh, because the Aging Life Care Association, because they may be able to uh, provide individuals in your community to help you with some of these challenges that you're going through. Yeah, um, there, there was another question. Um, long-term care. Um, how, and the, the question is, how can anyone retire without addressing long-term care? And there are fewer companies probably providing that after the individual leave. But, um, and we deal a lot with federal employees, but I, I'd imagine uh, the folks you deal with are not all federal employees, but primarily so. Um, do you find that they uh, get the long-term care policy um, as, as early as they can? Of course, you don't talk to some of these people until they're at retirement's door. Yeah, one of the things that when I'm, when I'm doing the sessions, our classes on federal benefits, I all will ask individuals to raise their hands if they have long-term care insurance. And this is a mixed group of individuals, some who are close to retiring, others who are not. Typically, out of a group of 30 to 40, I may just see two hands raised. And so the question will be, why? You know, why don't you have it? And the biggest, you know, some will say they hadn't really thought about it. Because, again, you don't think of your mortality when you may be in your 30s or 40s. Uh, others will say it's just too expensive. And that's a bigger reason uh, that individuals may choose not to. So that's going to be something. And with the federal long-term care insurance program being suspended because they are trying to determine sustainable rates, yeah. I think this is something that's going to happen, that long-term care insurance is not cheap. And that may be an issue for individuals who aren't able to afford it. I would think, too, it might have the individual younger than what they thought they would do, look at it at uh, a younger age. And, 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 you know, one of the other things, too, is that, again, in some groups, I, you know, in doing some of the research, is some groups, family will be uh, responsible for more of the long-term care. I mean, even the Department of Labor has said about 70% of all long-term care providers are family members. So again, it makes you realize that family steps in a lot with long-term care. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Herb. So we got the two-minute drill. Okay. This, I guess, sort of final thoughts here. But one group I did want to bring up that we didn't talk about with family is there's this term called elder orphans. These are going to be those individuals who retire who don't have families. Uh, and they're living alone, and they're, and they're estimating by 22% of Americans 65 and older are going to be these elder orphans. So they 22%? have to really 22%. Uh, so they're going to be uh, socially and physically isolated uh, because they don't have a family member. So this is where now, if you're in that group, you have to think about uh, financial resources. You may have to have a niece or a nephew. Uh, to help you out. Long-term care insurance that we just talked about is going to be important. And definitely, you're going to need a network because you don't have that family behind you. Herb, what's your contact point? 
should anybody want to access it? Uh, it's uh, my, my contact point? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, it would be C-A-S-C-Y-H-B-1, that's K-C-H-B-1 at gmail.com. Great. Thank you, sir. So, yeah, very good. And, and again, just, you know, final thoughts is that family is has been important or is important in our lives from the beginning to the end. And family members become an important source, more important as we age. So that's where I think it's important for us to think about all the positives that a family brings to our retirement, even though we may deal with some challenges too. All righty. We have a challenge. We have two seconds. So Herb, thank you. Thank you very much. Andrew, thank you. And listeners, tune in again next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP and sponsored by WEPA. Please tune in next Monday at 10 a.m. for a topic solely devoted to you, the federal employee. This show can also be heard on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search For Your Benefit. Thanks for listening.